RTE's recent excellent documentary, The Missing Children, provided us with a very clear insight into the cruel treatment meted out to the most innocent of our citizens through many years in mother and baby homes. What the programme didn't perhaps cover was the reason why the state would not only tolerate but encourage and actually organise such treatment of the most unfortunate, most innocent, helpless victims and citizens of the state. Earlier this year, when commenting on a report into the mother and baby homes, Micheál Martin led the blame for the crimes committed in those mother and baby homes on all of Irish society. In doing so, he was attempting to mask the reality of a toxic relationship between church and state, something that had its origins in the founding of the 26-county political entity in 1922. The Irish Civil War resulted in the establishment of a deeply conservative and profoundly reactionary government in the newly created Free State. Its claim to democratic legitimacy was based on a narrow election victory, decided not so much by popular approval, but as Liam Mello said, by the people's fear of immediate and terrible war. Cumming Yale was unsure of its hold on power. It feared that a progressive Republican message would lead to rejection of the Dominion status it had agreed to through the treaty and which it had bloodily implemented during the Civil War. At the same time, the equally reactionary Roman Catholic Church was also fearful that its global influence was being threatened by left-wing and socialist revolutionaries, particularly from the Bolshevik state recently established in Russia. By the same token, the Irish Catholic hierarchy was deeply hostile to the Republican side in the Civil War, routinely condemning its politics, its policies and its activities. Nor indeed was its paranoia eased in the following decades, as many prominent Republicans supported a socialist agenda. Little surprise, therefore, that an unofficial but nevertheless real partnership was formed between Ireland's right-wing political establishment and an ultra-conservative Catholic Church. In return... For wholehearted support for the existing status quo, the Free State Government placed enormous power in the hands of the Catholic hierarchy. Education, orphanages, reformatory schools and hospitals were managed by the Church. It was indeed a relationship disturbingly similar to that which emerged 20 years later in Franco-Spain and with a similar objective, to resist progressive change. The partnership between Church and State was so advantageous for a conservative ruling class that Eamon de Valera maintained the Concordat when his Fianna Fáil party replaced Common and Yale as parliamentary caretakers of the treaty. Not only that, but he embedded the arrangement by inserting a special place for the Catholic Church in his 1937 constitution. Given such power, the Catholic Church doubled down on its more extreme practices and all the while operating with collusion from a state happy to be sustained by clerical approval. That the cruel treatment of women and children in those vile mother and baby institutions has finally been acknowledged by the perpetrators is a small measure of progress. What has not been acknowledged and will not be acknowledged by them is the underlying reason for why this appalling situation happened in the first place. A damaging, self-serving alliance was created for the worst of all reasons the preservation of two disreputable power structures, one clerical and the other political-economic. 
It is way past time that the Catholic Church be removed from its position in education, in health and other services throughout this country.